You're listening to Consider This, episode 291, for May 18th, 2020. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whenever, wherever, and whoever you are. Thanks for making your way to this award-winning podcast, Consider This. I'm Doug Payton, here to bring you my thoughts and your thoughts in what is usually 10 minutes or less. Point your web browser at considerthis.ctpodcasting.com slash feedback to get your thoughts to me, because I want to highlight them here. That's CT as in crashing thunder. Speaking of highlighting your thoughts here, this time out I have thoughts from a listener taking over the show. And it's going to go over 10 minutes, but that's a good thing. That's coming up. I've started up the Consider This Podcast Facebook group. It differs from the Facebook page in that you can post there for all to see and comment on. I may even use what you post there in the show. I don't have a monopoly on what can be posted, but I can moderate what is said, so play nice and get your voice heard. I've known listener Barb for a few years now, mostly through TV show podcasts that I've co-hosted, but our interest in shared values and politics have coincided as well. You've heard her contributions to the show in the past, but recently she sent me a longer email about her thoughts about what happens after this pandemic is over. In a subsequent email, she reminded me that her predictions on TV show plots have a bad track record. But those events progress at the whims of writers of fiction. Real-life events can be predicted a little better based on current events and history. And Barb has some context that she refers to in order to get better information. But still, there are so many variables. So I turned over this episode to Barb. It's one person's ideas, and I'd love to hear your ideas as well. Hey, Doug, I have a few thoughts on this. The experts are saying that this will be a fast recovery. I don't think so. Not to be a negative Nelly, but there are looming factors on the horizon that give me pause. Too many small businesses can't stomach the burden of a loan and get back on their feet. I'm hearing stories of restaurants and stores already notifying their customers that they are closing forever. Indeed, I fear that many storefronts on Main Street will be selling for fire sale prices in the coming months. If you can get pickup or delivery from your local restaurant during this time, go ahead and give them some business. It may help to keep them afloat until the other side, but for many stores and other businesses, this is going to be tough. Making it tougher are some small businesses for which the increased unemployment that their employees are getting is more than they would get going back to work. Unemployment is not supposed to be a disincentive to work. It's supposed to be something to tide you over until you can work. But Congress was over a barrel to get a relief bill passed, so Democrats insisted this go through. This may actually increase government dependency, though that's probably what the intention was. People will not be flying again anytime soon, nor will they be attending sporting events with large crowds. Cuts in the aviation industry, both commercial flights and their suppliers, will be coming in the next two quarters and will be deep. My friends and former co-workers in the industry are telling me that it is going to be very ugly. The media has done a great job of soaking us in fear, and we have let them do this. 
all these unemployed individuals are going to have a hard time finding a job. With no wages, no ability to pay a mortgage, the housing market will begin to fall. The tourism trade may sound like something that only the rich will miss, so no big deal. But those who work in the tourism industry, hotel clerks, cleaning crew, flight meal suppliers, workers like that, are not rich. They will be the hardest hit, not the rich. Will the relief packages from the government mitigate these problems? A little. But yeah, we're not out of the woods yet, economically speaking. Barb continues. I suspect the Democrats will sweep in the November elections, taking the presidency and taking back the Senate while retaining the House. Traditionally, the market doesn't like it when the same party holds the reins in the government and stocks suffer. With the push to roll back this administration's initiatives and implement their promised high-cost social programs, increased taxes and increased regulations for business, the market will suffer another collapse and the country will go firmly into a recession further hurting the middle class. This time there won't be the ability to provide the trillion-dollar bailouts we're seeing today due to the debt level. It will be broad and deep across all aspects of industry and service institutions. Nothing will be untouched by new laws and policies. La 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 la, I can't hear you. (laughs) I really want Donald Trump picking the replacement for Ruth Bader Ginsburg, not Joe Biden. I really want this prediction to be like your TV show plot predictions, Barb. But you've done your homework on this, and I have to agree that for now, the true toll that this has taken on our economy is yet to be realized. It's being masked by the government spending, but even now, businesses big and small are closing down or filing bankruptcy. There's going to be a lot of government intervention with a lot of unintended consequences, like that disincentive to work I mentioned. I also think we will have a constitutional crisis during this period in which the VP takes over for the president. Anyone with a parent who either has gone through or is going through dementia knows the signs, and I'm no doctor, but I'd be willing to bet that Joe Biden is on that horrible and long trip. I've had a number of friends who have been through this and have made comments about the former VP's gaffes and behavior. The job of the president ages the best of individuals, It will have no mercy on the one who is suffering from the terrible grip of dementia. My guess is that we will have a new president at roughly the two-year mark. I think the Democratic leaders have seen this and believe the same thing, and this is why so many candidates dropped out around Super Tuesday. The fight within the party will be who will be the VP candidate. I said more than a year ago that I believed it would be Kamala Harris, and I still think it could be the case. Yet now they try to determine which VP candidate would have the highest electability quotient in another four years. It certainly won't be Stacey Abrams. No, Stacey Abrams is still the governor of Georgia in exile. Her claims of Republican voter irregularities in her race failed to realize that the areas that she was concerned about had election boards run by Democrats. But anyway, aside from that, I totally agree that the VP pick will need to have presidential aspirations. If Joe Biden was a Republican, perhaps with the name Dan Quayle, his gaffes would be all over the news. If you don't get the Dan Quayle reference, there's a link in the show notes to his Wikipedia page. Look at section 3.2.2, gaffes. (music) 
Barb now talks about the economic recovery. I don't know if the Democrats would be punished the next major election cycle in four years. They'll still be blaming everything on the prior administration, or whether it will take six to eight. But it will happen again. History does repeat itself. I'm guessing this downturn will last about five to eight years before we begin to see the light, depending on the damage done with new laws and taxes. Many economists suggest that some of FDR's measures to stop the Great Depression actually extended it, so yes, I think what emergency steps are taken will definitely affect how long this lasts. And again, I really hope we recover faster than five to eight years, but it is easier to destroy something than it is to rebuild it. I've heard depression predictions elsewhere as well, so you may very well be right. Staring into this abyss, my advice to people would be to find a job as quickly as possible, no matter what it is, and begin earning cash again. Make sure you have enough saved for a 12-month emergency, not just six months, as recommended by so many financial experts. Postpone large purchases. Keep that old car running. And if you do need something major, negotiate, negotiate, negotiate. Go back to church. Help others in need. Be grateful for what we have. We'll get through it. We always do. But as you said, it might take a while. Longer than some of us think it will, including me. I really want to thank Barb for giving us her thoughts on the economic and political fallouts from the pandemic. No one should be surprised that there are going to be some big downsides to this, and we'll need to modify some of our behaviors, no doubt. Let's just help each other get through this. So do you want to take over an episode? If you have a considered opinion, I'd love to hear it. Do what Barb did and write to me at considerthisctpodcasting.com with text or an audio file. Or you can visit the eerily similar website address, considerthis.ctpodcasting.com, for other ways to contact me. I'll even go over my 10-minute time limit just for you. Let us know your thoughts, and maybe you too can get us to consider this.